it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not flipping out because 50 migrants showed up to his town. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. The rich, white, tolerant liberals of Martha's Vineyard having a full mariachi meltdown over the location of illegal migrants to their town. And this is just my absolute favorite story ever because nothing, and I mean nothing, drives home the hypocrisy of team tolerance like calling 50 Spanish people in your all-white town a humanitarian crisis. Democrats are so full of crap. Oh, my goodness. We will discuss it with Miranda Devine of the New York Post. And Chadwick Moore is going to be here, gentleman who, let's be honest, flat out stole Tucker Carlson's final exam from me a week ago today. He should be behind bars. I couldn't agree more, and he will face justice on the show. We will also talk with Lincoln Fela, who will be joining us at the end of the day to preview tomorrow's big football game between the mighty Clark Rams. And the Cold Spring Harbor. I don't even know what they call it, but those kids are rich. I'm sure they got nice uniforms. But we begin with you and me time at 888-788-9910 on a big Friday. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Just don't be a migrant, I think, is better advice today. <laughs> Just don't be a migrant if you happen to be on the way to Martha's Vineyard because, Wow. This is the greatest story in the world. 50 migrants get shipped up to Martha's Vineyard. Why? Because we're trying to bring attention to the border crisis in that we have towns along the Texas border with no resources, towns of 20,000 people, towns of 30,000 people that are being asked to shoulder the burden of tens of thousands of people. Okay, 50 people show up to Martha's Vineyard, the whitest, richest enclave in America, and the Democrats are like, oh, hell no! Ain't nobody coming here. Get them out of here. We ain't having it. And away they have gone, okay, after screaming and yelling, okay, for the last 24 hours that Ron DeSantis was inhumane for relocating migrants. What if we just received word of moments ago, a lot of these migrants getting bussed out of Martha's Vineyard, off the island, to the Cape Cod base? Oh! Oh, it is my favorite thing in the world. Just the meltdown that has ensued in the last 24 hours. Because understand, just just everybody gets it, man, okay? They don't care about relocating migrants. If you truly cared about relocating migrants, you would have been flipping out for the past year and a half when Biden was relocating migrants in the middle of the night via plane all over the country. I think he's got a point. That was going on. Okay, we've covered it on this store, on the show. Whether he was relocating them to Florida, okay, whether he was relocating them to other parts of Texas. At one point, they were flown up here to New York. But by and large, he was trying to get them out of these overcrowded border facilities because he didn't want the optics 
of people seeing these border facilities where people were literally sardined during a pandemic with no COVID restrictions, mind you. But there they were. And now we're being to, well, relocating migrants. It's all, you know, it's all politics. It's all political ploy. It's inhumane to relocate migrants because of politics. Come on, don't bullshit me. That's exactly what Biden was doing. Shipping them all over the country in the middle of the night. They don't care about that. Okay, that's a joke. Okay, and understand this. When it comes to, you know, my approach to the border, I obviously have a lot of empathy for the people coming here illegally. Okay, because they're facing real oppression. This isn't like the fake American oppression where, like, not enough people win an Oscar this year. And we're like, oh, they're all racist. When's our day going to come? Bring out John Legend with the piano to sing glory again. Come on. But no, no. We're talking about real oppression, real food insecurity, real cartel violence. So I have a lot of empathy for these people. Okay, that being said, they're breaking the law, and Democrats are the ones encouraging them to break it. And in a very inhumane way, when you talk about, oh, that's not humane to be shipping people around in buses, really? Okay, is it humane for the people that are getting smuggled in and suffocating in tractor trailers? Is it humane for the 30% of women who get sexually assaulted along the way? Is it humane for the families that are drowning in the Rio Grande? The answer would be no. Come on. They don't care about any of this. And they don't care about straining cities' resources like we're hearing up in Martha's Vineyard. Or you would be helping people in Eagle Pass, Texas. You would be helping people in McAllen, Texas, and every other crisis point where our own border security has testified that they have lost operational control in three sectors of the border. But that being said, this meltdown is acknowledging none of that. And it's my favorite thing in the world. The people who are like, oh, Trump's a racist. He wants to build a wall. And why do you build a wall? Because you want people to come here legally. It's not, you're not welcome. It's, hey, get in line, do it the right way. So you can be a part of the system. You can contribute. You don't wind up straining resources, which we're being told is such a monster concern for Democrats in this moment, which, again, 50 people showed up to Martha's Vineyard. Okay, I get it. They're South American. That's 50 South American people in Martha's Vineyard mingling with a crowd that's never seen one, let alone 50. Okay, but this meltdown is embarrassing because it's just so telling of the truth. It's so overwhelmingly revealing of the hypocrisy of the position. I don't even know where to start. We have such insane sound on this today. Uh, So I might as well start with Biden and how he tried to say, oh, you know, this is this is all politics and Republicans are the devil and. You know, ultra MAGA and everything in between. There's a lot of that going on. Okay, here he is. Clip one. We're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. I mean, come on. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, Republicans playing politics with human beings, using them as props. This guy has been mailing them. Like their Amazon packages. Hey, your migrant is out for delivery today. It'll be in your town. He's been shipping them on planes in the middle of the night all over the country for a year and a half. We've covered it with the New York Post. We've covered it on the show extensively. Okay, number one. Number two, they're not working on solutions at the southern border. We had solutions on the border. Do you understand? We had solutions in place that lowered illegal border crossings by 80%. Correct the mundo. But Joe Biden, the guy who says he's working on solutions to the border, Joe Biden was 
was the guy who went out and repealed those policies. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Okay, no more building the wall. Well, we're not building the wall. We should be building bridges, not walls. That's racist. What are you even talking about? Joe Biden, do you understand, voted for border wall security twice as a senator. Do you understand? That's what he did. He was fine with walls until he wasn't fine with walls. The Remain in Mexico policy, which he repealed, not only repealed, but fought in court to not have to reinstate after it was ordered that his repeal was unconstitutional. Joe Biden is the guy who empowered all of the cartels. Tell it like it is. Joe Biden is the guy that repealed Trump's border policies and created a world where our resources are so strained that Republican governors are now busing and planing migrants to other parts of the country to get the media's attention. Well, guess what? They really struck a nerve because the whitest, richest enclave in America now has 50 Spanish people and they are not having it. That's true. That is true. Oh, it's the funniest thing in the world. It's just the funniest thing. And I'll give you so many of these media montages and inhumanity. Listen, man, drowning is inhumane. Okay, suffocating underneath the floorboards of a van, that's inhumane. Seeing somebody get sexually assaulted because they're traveling with a cartel, very inhumane. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Every person drowning in the Rio Grande this week, if you reached out with a bus ticket, they wouldn't refuse to grab your hand. They'd be like, yeah, sure, bus sounds fine. All of them. People have no perspective and people have no shame. And that's my bigger problem. Here is Hillary Clinton. Flat out saying, she's on Morning Joe today, that this is human trafficking. This is clip 13. I think, Joe, you have uh, laid out the craziness of the time in which we're living, where some politicians would rather not only have an issue, but exacerbate it to the extent of literally human trafficking, as you said. And so many other Americans, I happen to believe still the majority of Americans, um, are good-hearted and generous. And when people end up on their doorstep in need, they're going to respond. They're going to feed them and house them. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Okay, and let's focus on that last quote. Most Americans, when they show up at their door, they're going to clothe them. They're going to house them. (laughs) Well, those people don't live in Martha's Vineyard. Here is Lisa Belcastro. She's the shelter coordinator in Martha's Vineyard. Flat out saying, nope, get them out of here. Clip 15. The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else. Right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. Um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so the, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. <laughs> we don't have houses. We don't have houses for 50 more people. Get them out of here. Get them out. The tolerant. The monument to inclusion that is Martha's Vineyard. Don't forget. Like, I'll give a good example. Martha's Vineyard is so uber liberal, they chased out Alan Dershowitz. Remember Alan Dershowitz used to hang out at Martha's Vineyard, but then he represented Trump at an impeachment trial? And they were like, nope, you're dead to me. Don't ever want to see you again. You're not welcome up here. They threw fits. That's who they are. 
Okay, they espouse all of this tolerance, all of this diversity is our strength. We're a sanctuary city. Why? Because empathy is now a branding exercise. It is not a trait. It is a brand. Say you're empathetic. But when it's time to actually demonstrate empathy, start the car and get them out of my town. That's exactly what they're doing. Here's Chuck Todd trying to say again, this is inhumane. Clip 18. And it's all due to treating people as political pawns leaving some migrants who might have been misled to believe they were going elsewhere, as reported by NPR, on a literal island that doesn't have any infrastructure designed to help them at all. In a word, it's inhumane. Oh, that was embarrassing. Like they're going to Gilligan's Island. They're on a literal island with no resources at all. Not even close. You know what the average cost of a house on Martha's Vineyard is? It's about $22 million. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, Probably a couple of resources floating around. Barack Obama had a birthday party with 700 people on the property. You're telling me we can't take 50 migrants? What is so different about the migrants? I don't know. Is it the fact that they're migrants? Is it the fact that they're poor and that's not what Martha's Vineyard throws its arms open to? I think we all know the answer. Okay. And understand when it's inhumane. How dare you get sent to the biggest most luxurious resort town in America. Folk, yo, Chuck Todd, people swam into the country. People walked thousands of miles. People were smuggled and got raped by cartel members. Now they're getting flown up to literally the nicest island in America. And Chuck Todd's like, oh, it's inhumane. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. What it is is racist. They are racist. The people who preach tolerance and inclusion are the most racist people in the world. They yell these things. They put these signs on their lawn as a way of saying, you know, I'm one of the good guys. Just stay the hell away from me. I mean, don't get, I love these people as long as they're not in my town. Folks, there's no other way to say this. Do you know how many tourists they get a year in Martha's Vineyard in a summer? Over 100,000. So to tell me 50 people showing up looking for a place to stay is straining the resources to the point that it lacks humanity. No, the lack of humanity, the lack of humanity is in these border policies. The lack of tolerance, the lack of inclusion. Okay, that's what's in Martha's Vineyard. Okay, but either way you slice it, we're in this position because we have a border policy that is music to the ears of everybody trying to get into this country illegally. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, here I come. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, here I come. They got some crazy rich white liberals there who say I am not welcome. I'm gonna be sneaking across the border just after nine. I'm gonna be sneaking across the border. It's open all the time. With my girlfriend and our baby and a bottle of Corona with a lime. Take a train, I might take a plane, but Biden killed the wall because the guy's insane. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard, here I come. They got some crazy rich white liberals there, but I'm 
Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Busy day on the show. Miranda Devine's going to be here. Chadwick Moore's going to be here. Lincoln Fallon. George from Queens is going to be here as well. But batting leadoff for all of them. It's an hour of you and me time, and Teresa is in the one spot in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, girl. Oh, my radio buddy again. How are you? There you are. Um, <laughs> you're in Michigan. You didn't take the free bus ride to Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I wish. I know. It's so nice. Have you ever been up there for real? It's like the nicest place no. in the world. No, I can't afford that. Dude, they are. I'm not even kidding. They are so rich in Martha's Vineyard. They're using people as furniture. They don't even have couches. They just sit on other people. Like, they're loaded. And it's the funniest. This I love this story so much. But take it away, girlfriend. You're in charge. Yeah, a couple things. So, Chuck Todd, what a buffoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, Kamala Harris is saying, we're doing it. We're doing, you know, everything every day. Follow-up question, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Her answer is was... Obvious question here? Well, he was trying to hook her up because he realized how bad her answer was. Because he's, you know, she he's said, is the border secure? Yeah, he, she goes, yes. And he goes, you know, Kamala, you know, two million people are going to cross the border. Yeah, what yeah. do you mean secure? Like, meaning, yo, girl, give me a better answer. <laughs> she was I know, like, <laughs> I know. And, and he couldn't even follow up with that. I know. I'm like, what a moron. Yep. Well, she said it's, it's secure it's in so that it's secure. a priority. It's secure in that it's a priority. Like so, by that it's a priority. Great, yeah. uh-huh. wonderful. What are you doing? By that metric, I've won the Powerball because it's a priority of mine to win the power. I mean, I haven't done it. You know what I mean? But by that, but by that logic, is it? Has yeah, there ever it's been a, my priority to lose those five pounds too? You, <laughs> five. I wish I was in your boat. Let me ask you this: <laughs> Do you remember like a time in your life when you were younger and you believed the people who ran things were like super competent? Like I grew up believing, like if you were at the top of the government, you were like brilliant. And now I, this, you know ahead. what I see though. Here's the scary thing: is that we've become so people didn't lie to us back then when we were growing up. Yeah. I, I just think it's different now, and it scares me because it's trickled down. Yep. And so now you're talking to people on the street. They're just lying to you because, it's, well, yo, the president lies to me. Everybody I'm jumping in. He always, yes, he always yells about trickle-down economics. We have trickle-down trickle stupidity. Uh, Teresa, great call. We're both banned from Martha's Vineyard because of you, but I still love you, girlfriend. Uh, we'll be back. More of your calls, emails, text, tweets, carrier pigeons after this. Stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring, and my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's 
insane We spend sunny days in the basement with no friends We've seen Hunter's crimes but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon Wrote that number earlier this week after the White House spiked the football over a Inflation Reduction Act that raises inflation. (laughs) Straight clown stuff. It was clown town in D.C. this week, Uh, but it wasn't the biggest lie told. The biggest lie told this week, the one that's glomming all the headlines as the migrants get bussed out of Martha's Vineyard. Yes, if you're just joining us. Tolerant and inclusive Martha's Vineyard, the people who told us it was inhumane of Ron DeSantis to be busing migrants, flying migrants into their town. Those same tolerant and inclusive liberals have now bussed the migrants out of Martha's Vineyard. That's just how white folks will do you. It's the funniest story ever. And the reason liberals are so furious, you're on Twitter. If you're following me, it's at Jimmy Fallon. Read my comments. It's like, Nazi, Hitler. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like a fat guy who plays video games with his kid. Do you know how much energy fascism takes? Would you just shut up? Okay, but these are intellectually lazy people that are filled with so much hatred for guys like DeSantis and Abbott right now because they're really sticking their nose in what they did. You understand? Let me couch this with what what I'm about to say. Is I have great empathy for the people coming here illegally. I know they're breaking the law, but for me, I can't just be like, well, they're breaking the law. Screw them. Okay, in theory, yes. We need law and order in our society, and that's why we have to enforce border security. But it doesn't mean they aren't human beings. I do see them as human beings facing real adversity, not the pretend stuff we have here in America. That being said, they have destroyed entire border towns in Texas, overwhelming their resources, Okay, creating massive amounts of homelessness, massive amounts of drug use, trashing property, and it's not even because they're bad people, understand? It's just because there's 8,000, literally 8,000 migrants crossing the border a week right now, okay? 8,000 that we know of crossing the border. Tolerant and inclusive Martha's Vineyard got 50 of them this week and lost their minds, okay? And I think it's hilarious Not that these poor migrants are in a position where they're getting shipped around the country or risking their lives to sneak into a country that should be forcing them in here legally. I didn't say don't come. I didn't say I don't want them. I said come legally, contribute, be a part of it. But what Ron DeSantis is doing in an attempt to draw attention to the crisis is he's sticking liberal noses in it. This is what happens when things happen in your town, when your resources get stretched. And to be clear, they're not being stretched. Martha's Vineyard is the richest neighborhood in America. They could house literally six million of these migrants if they wanted to. The houses are that big. They have that much money. Okay, but do they want to? Do they want them there? The answer would be no. No. Come on. Are you crazy? That's it. And it's got to be jarring for Obama because he lives up there and he moved there to get away from minorities. These are the only minorities, you know, that he was living here with the 50 people who showed up yesterday only to get kicked out today. That's exactly what happened. They're gone. Yesterday it was inhumane to relocate migrants. It was racist to relocate migrants yesterday. Today, they've been relocated. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. A hundred percent. But like I said, this week began with a confidence scheme on the White House lawn. They trotted out James Taylor, 
They brought out Biden to yell at the teleprompter. Nancy Pelosi told you the Inflation Reduction Act was beautiful. It was lowering the cost of inflation. You're not telling me the truth. No, it was embarrassing what they did, like sociopathic. Okay, but it was a confidence scheme this week. Let's tell people it's going good. No one led that charge harder than Kamala Harris, who told us what? Told us that the border was secure. The border was secure. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. Even, honestly, this is so funny because even Chuck Todd tried to help her out. Teresa alluded to this earlier. Brilliant Teresa from Grand Rapids, Michigan, who was talking about the trickle-down stupidity at the top of this administration, pointed out that in this exchange with Chuck Todd, Chuck Todd tried to help Kamala. Like, yo, girlfriend, that's a stupid answer. Here it is, clip three. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border (laughs) in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. (laughs) What would you do with a brain if you had one? (laughs) Is the border secure? I mean, yeah. Now, Kamala, two million people are about to cross the border. Is the border really secure? Well, it's secure in that it's a priority to secure it. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. And what was her answer to the question? Well, the previous administration. Yo, the previous administration cut illegal border crossings by 80%. This administration repealed those policies. Biden sucks. Okay. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Because she was asked about this yesterday. Hey, we got this whole hullabaloo about migrants being shipped up to Martha's Vineyard. Why are there migrants to ship up to Martha's Vineyard if the border's so secure? Listen to this, clip five. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that, um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that um, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. She's worse than Kamala. <laughs> Is the border secure? Well, there's a process in place, and you know we're gonna do what we don't change the subject. Just answer the. F- She can't answer the question because she knows the answer to the question is the border is not secure. Now, I laugh because it's a coping mechanism. I have a son. You'll hear him on the show later. I share every resource I have with you people. I'm trying to use this platform for good. The border. Okay, we're fighting over migrants being relocated. Okay, but the border is a liability to your kid. It's a liability to my kid. Okay, kids are dying right now. The number one killer of adults in America. Number one killer of kids between the ages of 18 and 45 is fentanyl. Fentanyl comes here through the border. Okay, it doesn't come here and kill junkies. It doesn't come here and just kill Republicans. It kills anybody who encounters it instantly, and they don't have to be habitual drug users. Kids trying to write a term paper in college. Okay, if you've got a college-age kid right now, talk to your kid. And not just about the fact that they're paying $30,000 a year to badmouth the country. We're not going to sit here 
and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. Seriously, talk to your kid about drugs. You have to. Okay, if you have a younger kid, Lincoln's age, talk to him about it all the time. It's not the era we grew up in. And when they say overdoses, a lot of people dismiss it because they go, ah, it's overdoses. My kid isn't like doing drugs around the clock. I don't have to worry about him overdosing. No, 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 no. A lot of these people are dying and they've never done drugs once in their life. They're taking an Adderall. They think they're going to stay up and write a term paper and they drop in dead, dude. That's going on because of what's happening at the border. Like that is the core passion here for me. Yes, the rule of law is important. Yes, I want people to come here legally. Yes, we have to secure the border, take it back from the cartels. All of that matters, but the real casualty to me is not the straining of resources or that all the white people at Martha's Vineyard had their apple-picking plans upended yesterday. The real casualty here is the kids of America. And so I'm trying as hard as I can to impress upon everybody this is not a Republican issue. It is an everybody issue. It's the front door to our house. And Karine Jean-Pierre can attempt to not answer the question. Kamala can just lie to your face because she's a sociopath. But here is Griff Jenkins at the southern border talking to the migrants. Clip seven. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, free, no problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. What the hell is the world coming to? It's the border, United States of America. That's Griff Jenkins. He actually was outside the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where Kamala Harris is lo- you know, located. And he's talking to migrants who've been just dropped off on a bus. And they explain, yeah, they came here because the border's open. They all believe the border's open, you guys. You want to know why? Because even if you get caught, you get let into the country. Joe Biden has turned our country, Democrats have turned our country into the, excuse me, the bar in college that's not checking ID. Do you remember when you were underage, you wanted to drink at a bar? And you found out there was one place that was, like, letting you in with a library card. I used to go to bars by Hofstra. Here's a proud moment for them. I used to go to bars by Hofstra with my sister's license. Like, literally. They just needed to see something with a proper date on it. I did not look anything like my sister. I, in fact, at that age, I had bigger breasts. <laughs> I was a slob. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the point is, you could uh, get into that bar. And once you knew you could get into that bar, everyone who shouldn't be in a bar came there. That's what's going on at our border. If you get caught, they're not checking ID and saying, should this person be here? They're saying, all right, we'll let you loose in America. Now, if we go through and have an asylum case that you don't show up for and decide your case shouldn't be granted, you got to promise us you're going to leave, okay? And does anybody leave? Of course not. Nobody even shows up to the trial. So guys like you just heard Griff Jenkins interview, who I wish nothing but the best, I don't wish these people any ill will, they're human beings. But when they get let loose into our country, they don't call home and go, don't come. It's closed. They go, come on down. Best case scenario, you get caught because they're going to ship you up to Martha's Vineyard, and it's beautiful up here. I mean, again, you're telling me it's inhumane to send them to Martha's Vineyard. Dude, people are drowning in a river. People are suffocating inside tractor trailers. 30% of the women get sexually assaulted. Do you understand when Marsha Blackburn was on the, on the show, shook me to my core 
that every girl over the age of 10 is getting subjected to pregnancy tests at some of these migrant facilities because of the high prevalence of the rape of minors coming into this country illegally. Don't talk to me about things being inhumane. You're on a bus with air conditioning. Okay, it's a long way from being on a cot with an older man who shouldn't be physically taking advantage of you. This is disgusting what they're doing. And the fact that people on the right are trying to highlight that, draw some attention to it, is not making them the bad guys. They're not the inhumane guys. Okay, the inhumane guys are these idiots that don't want to have an honest conversation about border security because it's a problem for them in the midterm elections. That's inhumane. Okay, trying to bring attention to something that's costing lives, straining resources, empowering cartels again and again and again is always the compassionate side of the argument. And anybody who tells you otherwise is an absolute fraud. One hundred percent. You're absolutely right. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon holding this phone call uh, forum. One call at a time holding this country together. I tripped over my words. I haven't slept in like 16 years. And uh, today... I am not on TV. I have a TV. I'm just a radio guy. It's amazing. I'll be on with Lawrence Jones tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, Lawrence Jones cross country. But uh, I am heading home uh, to hang out with Jenny and her parents and absolutely ruin my diet. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I don't care. I've starved for two weeks. I deserve a day off. And it's going to get really ugly when that refrigerator door swings open. Paul is standing by in Idaho Falls. Paul, are you calling to save my diet, or are we talking migration? We're talking migration, but uh, we could both use some help. <laughs> Yo, I'm done. I put in the time, man. I've given them. I've given them a week and a half. You know, this is only so far this can go. Because if I wait longer, I might snap and actually just gain it all back. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly. Um, hey, real quick. Yep. <clears throat> The reason I wanted to uh, talk on the air was because I know the governors of Florida and Texas are listening to your show. Frequently do. I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I, I want to ask them, why don't they publicly ask Joe Biden if Martha's Vineyard isn't appropriate, Chicago, New York aren't appropriate, where would they have them go? Since the border towns have mm-hmm. been inundated for eons. Yep. Where would the government have them go? And let's see how the press secretary stumbles over that one. Well, here's another hidden truth in all of this that no one's really bringing up, okay? They don't want them to go anywhere but Texas. They want them to strain those resources. Why? Because Texas votes red. They'd be happy if they went to Florida, too. Because the long game here is putting them in blue states doesn't help the Democrats because the blue states are already going to vote Democrat. But if they do, if they do get them into red states, ultimately get them a quick pathway to citizenship and voting rights, they're hoping they can swing these states. You know, people try to demonize that as like a great replacement theory. But I've been playing montages for months on this show of Democrats saying the future is changing because the population is changing and Republicans need to accept it. That's why the borders are open. You know that. And they just don't they just don't want them in their towns. That's a thing. Like, we're not racist. They are. 
Okay, we're telling them to come here and come here legally. They're telling them to come illegal as long as they don't come near us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Nuts. Like, I'm glad you get it, man. Uh, Listen, I'm going to have an extra Snickers bar just because of this call. Okay, Paul? You go deep fry it. (laughs) Forgot I'm talking to Idaho Falls. Good stuff, man. I'll see you soon. Uh, Barry is in Los Angeles, California. He's my personal trainer the rest of the hour. What's up, Barry? Hey, Jimmy. I'm actually working out at the moment. So anyway, um, I just want to push back on some of this. You started out the conversation by saying how you feel bad for these illegal aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of them are legitimate. None of them are legitimate. Mm -hmm. You rightfully have been talking about the fentanyl issue for a long time now. Mm -hmm. You just after you said that you there's so much stuff that is going on. Every single illegal alien, whether they have a good reason or not mm-hmm. is assisting all of the bad stuff because yep. they're diverting resources. Yep. So th- there is no, I mean, human nobody, empathy. I don't, I don't mean no, consideration for breaking the law. I just mean human empathy. Well, like you're right. Yeah. Uh, still no, no, but it's, we, there should be no em- empathy for what they're doing. You might understand their plight, but what they are doing, whether mm. or not Barry, oh, don't yeah, talk too loud. You're in Los Angeles. They're going to deport you for saying this. Uh, we're up against a hard break, Barry. You know I love you. Keep working out. One of us has to. We're back after this. More calls. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are lacing them up. We got a big hour coming our way. Chadwick Moore, superstar journalist, my arch nemesis from Tucker Carlson's final exam, going to be in studio for a big grown-up talk about the United States of America with the host of Fox Across America, Jimmy Fallon, a man who's never been thrown out of Martha's Vineyard. I've been thrown out of a lot of places, but no, not me, the migrants. Less than 24 hours after showing up to Martha's Vineyard and being told it was a welcoming enclave, a sanctuary city, a place where they'd be taken care of, they were just shown the door. Every one of those migrants... Remember, it was human trafficking for DeSantis to send them up there. It was inhumane to relocate migrants. Every Democrat yelling and screaming that. Now stone silent as they are shipped off to Joint Base Cape Cod. Democrats are so full of crap. Are they ever? I mean, it's fascinating stuff. We're going to get into it in this hour. We'll take more of your calls. 888-788-9910. But we begin with a little Ron DeSantis. Okay, he was the guy who started this ball rolling. And uh, listen, man, this is a brilliant strategic move. I don't want to hear about inhumane. I don't want to hear about political poems. Understand, Joe Biden has been relocating migrants for the last year and a half to other cities because he doesn't want the bad optics of an overcrowded border facility. Okay, so what has he been doing in the middle of the night, shipping them all over the place because he's concerned about the political consequences, which, again, if it's inhumane for DeSantis to do it, how is Biden any better? Now, you could say, well, two wrongs don't make a right. But you understand, Biden is relocating these people so he doesn't have to address the problem. Ron DeSantis is relocating these people so we do address the problem. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. But all of this virtue signaling garbage about tolerance and inclusion was just called out in the funniest way imaginable. Because when all of these, you know, 
sanctuary cities actually received some sanctuary city duties. They were like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, the number you have reached is not in service. Please call back to another town, preferably in a red state. Here's DeSantis saying as much, clip 11. We are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening and it just shows you you know their virtue signaling is a fraud you are correct sir it's a total fraud do you understand same thing with eric adams here in new york city we have a population of nine million people nine million down in eagle pass texas they don't have thirty thousand people down there you got eight thousand folks a week walking into that town eight thousand folks a week New York with a population of 9 million gets a few hundred people. The horror! Okay, think about Martha's Vineyard. Richest neighborhood in America gets 50 people. We don't have the resources. They can't stay here. Dude, they put them on buses. Literally put them on buses less than 24 hours after they got there. You understand, these are white people. It's the fall. They want to go apple picking. They didn't sign up to go migrant picking. They don't want migrants in their sanctuary city. They just want to put the sign on the lawn that says hate has no home here that says we're tolerant and welcoming. They want the sign. They want the credit. Again, empathy is a brand. It's not a trait. I grew up in a time, and to be honest with you, most of the people on the right, you come from a small town like the one I'm married into, you have real empathy. You see people pitching in to help each other constantly. You see the work that gets done through the church, outreach to the community, people trying to lift up the underprivileged, people trying to help out families that are going through a time of need. That's everywhere in small-town America. But when it comes to politics, empathy is a brand. It's not a trait. You express empathy. Oh, we should be treating these people better that are coming to our border. But a trait would be treating them better, letting them stay in your town, letting them hang out, welcoming them with those open arms you demand from the other cities. I think he's got a point. But they're not doing that because, again, empathy is a brand to the left. It is a trait to the right. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Here's Greg Abbott also throwing a challenge flag on America's newsroom, clip 12. In Texas, we're doing it to relieve uh, the burden that our local communities are facing along the border. Uh, We have small communities of about 25,000 people uh, who have thousands of illegal immigrants dumped into their community. And so they were begging for relief, and that's exactly why we began this busing operation to Washington, D.C. Plus, we have a president who has refused to go see the chaos that he's created on the border and a border czar in uh, Kamala Harris who's refused to see what's going on on the border. And so if they will not go to the border, we're taking the border to them. Biden is such a disaster. That's all he's really saying. Okay, they won't go to the border, so we're taking the border to them. And they are not having it. Listen to The View. It's my favorite thing. Okay, I know The View is a tough, it's tough. We do this once in a while on the show. Every, you know, listen, I got to sit through this stuff. I always say, you know, Fox Cross America, it's the country's family meeting. 
So we come home and, you know, we sit at this little radio dinner table and we share our experiences, the things we came across on our travels that day. And, I, you know, what I came across in putting the show together today were a couple of clips from The View. So I got to play a couple of clips from The View. I'm, I get it. The kids shouldn't be happy. But thankfully today there's only one. Here's The View trying to say this is a racial issue. Okay? And it's fascinating. Okay? Because this statement can be torn apart from a billion different angles. And what's always so interesting about The View is it's always the laziest, most self-righteous take that's met with applause and is spewed with real passion, with real confidence. They have no self-awareness. This is it, clip 17. I understand what they're trying to do. I get they're, tr- they're trying to make a point. But it's these are people you're playing with. These are real live people with children and older people. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can work it out. But if you're going to be a bonehead, yeah. who wants to play with you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I call me crazy, but I, I don't understand why you got to be nasty about it. Well, then I wonder, really, what is the scope of the problem? Because I think this is just political theater. Yeah. If Martha's Vineyard is my, my happy place, it's my home away from home. I spend the summer there. I wrote a book about it called Summer on the Bluffs, and it's a beautiful place, and I'm happy that they are there. Welcome to Martha's Vineyard. Here's what's interesting. You know, we don't have any problem when we when people come through the border from Canada. No. We don't have any problem when people mm. overstay not, their time. My point is, because it's been made into a brown people issue, yep. it's a problem. I'm surrounded by idiots. A brown people issue? The view is awful. Okay, if this is a brown people issue, if this is a byproduct of racism, why is the view not losing its mind over the fact that Cape Cod is now the recipient of these migrants because those tolerant and inclusive liberals just kicked them out? If that if the real issue here is they just don't like brown people, then why can't they stay up in Martha's Vineyard? I think he's got a point. Don't talk to me about resources. It's the richest town in America. It's 50 people. They got kicked out in 24 hours. It's not a brown people issue. To her point about why we worked up about the southern border and not the northern border. Ah, uh, dummy. Because Mexico is a narco state run by drug cartels, flooding our borders with illegal fentanyl that is the leading killer of adults in this country. Nothing kills more people between the ages of 18 and 45. Not even the Clintons kill more people. This is not okay. But the point is, okay, we are policing, or at least hoping to someday police the southern border, because it's killing Americans. It's not because it's not racist to want Americans to live, you idiot. And she is an idiot. And I'm not saying that because of her race or her gender. I'm saying that because she's a stupid person. Okay, understand that. The fentanyl coming across the border is the leading killer of Americans, not white Americans. It's killing all Americans. Okay, it's killing kids, killing college students, it's killing adults more than anything else in this country. And when you try to be as reductive as the view is to get applause out of a bunch of gassy middle-aged white women who are loaded. Okay, they just need self-righteousness. Tell us where the good PayPal. I don't do anything. <laughs> I bought a Peloton. It's got three weeks worth of laundry hanging on it. They're going to go have another lunch. Then I'll watch the view. 
Okay, tell me I'm the good guy here. That's what the view is. Correct the mundo. Okay, and when you sit here telling, oh, well, why are they making a big deal about the southern border, not the Canadian border? Hey, here's a newsflash. If what's coming across the Canadian border kills 150,000 people next year, I'm going to be talking about it. Okay, but it's coming across the southern border where there happens to be a narco state. But this is what you're dealing with, the kind of rank stupidity that governs this issue. People keep reducing, okay, illegal immigration to a racial thing. It's not a racial thing. It's a matter of right right and wrong. And you know who agrees with me? The Latino community. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have lost 40 points with Latino voters. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And why have they lost those 40 points? Because people who migrated to this country legally— really resent the fact that he's showing so much preference to the people who come here illegally. I agree with that. I don't know that he does. The only thing Obama agrees with is get these minorities out of Martha's Vineyard. I didn't pay $12 million for a beachfront mansion after telling everybody climate change was going to flood the planet. I didn't go out and invest in that level of hypocrisy to be surrounded by a bunch of minorities. I mean, you think about that. Every time Obama tells you about, you know, lifting up the black community, what is Obama doing in the black community, Chicago, where he's from, which is like, to be honest with you, the most violent place on the planet. Chicagoland is where SEAL Team 6 goes to get scared. The murder rates there are heartbreaking. Obama's up in Martha's Vineyard making sure the Spanish people get bussed to an Air Force base. That's what he's doing. It's embarrassing because they don't care about these people. Like, I do care about these people. Barry made a good point earlier. He said they don't deserve consideration if they're coming here illegally because they're straining the border resources that are making it easier for the cartels to smuggle in drugs. I agree. But on a human level, I really feel for these people because they're coming here to make a better life for their family. That's what I get out of bed every day busting my ass to do. That's what I've been doing every day since November the 25th of 2008. I was just kind of cruising along, writing screenplays with my buddy Dean. And then one day Jenny got pregnant. Maury Povich said it was mine. And I was like, all right, I got to get my life together. And from that day forward, I have had such incredible empathy for anybody in my position because I know what it takes and I know that it matters. And I know that it's your only primal motivation on this earth is to do better for your family. So the people who are coming here to not only do better for their family, but flee actual cartel violence, actual food insecurity, I cannot help but have human empathy for them. But we're endangering them because of what Joe Biden is doing. Not at the Canadian border, Whoopi Goldberg, but down at the southern border, you jackass. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Got some beers. The show is so freaking dumb that my face is or to tears. Cause Whoopi is a moron. Joy is stupid too. Honey, why don't we turn off the view? so bad it hurts my head and none of this crap is 
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing photograph by Def Leppard. There's a uh, funny photograph making the rounds on Twitter right now of the Welcome to Martha's Vineyard song, which of course says, Hate has no home here, and all are welcome. <laughs> All are welcome unless you're a migrant, in which case the people of Martha's Vineyard have tacked on. Get them out of here. Get them out. <laughs> Threw them right out less than 24 hours after they got there. Uh, Liz is not in Martha's Vineyard. She is in upstate New York. Yo, Liz. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Better now, girlfriend. Uh, well, listen, I just want to tell you. You know, people call and say, I love you, you're so funny, and blah, blah, blah. But I want to tell you how much you're helping people, especially oh. like me. Oh, because sucks. I get so, so infuriated. Um, and one of the um, examples I have was Sunday when that person with the VP after her name compared, put uh, 9-11 in um, the same sentence is uh what we're going through now and i yeah, yeah. i was infuriated infuriated mm-hmm. and um but it's your show your show just makes me laugh oh. and with this martha vineyard mm-hmm. again just so just so uptight about it but i put you on and you just make me laugh but you're telling me the news and i just wanted you to know that a lot of people appreciate it. Oh, Liz, big radio hug from me to you. I mean, my, my, my attitude, Liz, I say it all the time, is I feel like the world is on fire, and since I don't know how to yeah. put it, and since I don't know how to put it out, I'm just picking up a stick and roasting marshmallows. You know what I'm saying? At least we can have some fun with this thing, and it's you know, in a lot of ways, like a coping mechanism, because otherwise we're going to go nuts. So it is. I was I was nuts on September 11th, and they had these morons talking about uh-huh. things and, and, and comparing them to. Um, 9-11, that made yeah. me nuts. Well, Joe, and, Bi- Joe Biden thinks 9-11 is a 24-hour convenience store. He has no <laughs> he's like, I'm going there for a taquito. I'm going to get a taquito. He has no well, idea. Go ahead. You are, um, we love listening to you. I love listening to you. Oh. And I just wanted to tell you to keep up the good work as you're saving us. Oh, Liz, I'm going to get emotional. Just get off the phone. But thank you. Before I sing Wind Beneath My Wings, you're the coolest, Liz. Be well. Uh, Jeff is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yo, Jeff. Hey, Jimmy. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm laughing because I just saw what your suggestion was on the call screen. <laughs> now, well, go ahead. I think your viewers, primarily being the compassionate uh-huh. conservatives that we are, uh-huh. could get behind a uh, relocation program. So I think it's time for you to start the Fail of Freedom flight. <laughs> and we'll uh, take donations to fly migrants over to Hawaii, where President Obama's at. You know, there's no sense in him being left out of this because it started with him. So hold, we might as well uh, contribute on. to President your o- freedom flight. President Obama has just responded to your statement. Stand by. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant mother like you. He doesn't sound like a fan, Jeff. 
I'll, you keep you start the GoFundMe. We'll we'll see if this takes flight. But I got to chat with my man Chadwick Moore. So let's do it again soon, brother. Hilarious as always. The man who stole the final exam, joining us to face justice when we come back. Martha's Vineyard, here I come. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, here I come. They got some crazy rich white liberals there who say I am not welcome. I'm going to be sneaking across the border just after nine. be sneaking across the border it's open all the time with my girlfriend and our baby and a bottle of corona with a lime well i might take a train i might take a plane but i didn't kill the wall because the guy's insane i'm going to martha's vineyard martha's vineyard here i come Some crazy rich white liberals there, but I'm gonna have some fun. Now, why, oh, why, oh, why is the Fox Across America House band bursting into song? Because this next guest, a lot of fancy titles. I mean, you know him best as the guy who stole the final exam from me last week. He should be behind bars! (laughs) Just one of the messages on our voicemail last Saturday morning. But the contributing editor at The Spectator, Chadwick Moore, is here to face justice. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you you got too cocky, funny man. That's what happened. You got too cocky, funny man, and then you uh, lost on a technicality. That's what happened. I got the last question right. Chadwick works the refs, works the refs, and Uh goes, uh, Mr. Carlson, uh, he hit the button a little too fast. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how the white folks did <laughs> teacher, me. Teacher, teacher. Yes. You play the tape. Yeah. That's well, what, yeah, yeah. Well, the record will show I am only, I'm not the only person being wronged by the white man today. Yeah. Uh, 50 migrants, uh-huh. less than 24 hours after they set foot in Martha's Vineyard. You know the guy who was just singing that song about going to Martha's Vineyard? Uh-huh. He's not even there anymore. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote that song yesterday on the way there, and he's now at an Air Force base in Cape Cod. Has there ever been a funny, for all the stories and the culture war stories we get into, this is the funniest story. I think it's the funniest is, story of all of them. It is so, there's nothing funnier than this right now. And I, I just saw a report that said, you know, the capacity of Martha's Vineyard yeah. is actually about six million migrants. <laughs> we could just, put, just start moving them all there dude it's the richest town in america i know like we don't have the resources for 50 people isn't that insane it's, well, it's oh my good yeah 50 people they're losing their minds uh when how many tourists go there every year something like oh. 150,000. yeah yeah well yeah and they're all leaving now the season's over there's nothing <laughs> but empty mansions not, they could they be hanging out yeah because there's a couple of people that'll do some apple picking I, about I a was, few weeks of that <laughs> yeah yeah that, well in a, yeah in a couple more weeks they get the pumpkin spiced migrants come up and then after that it's just over it's a ghost town i was shocked to learn martha's vineyard has a director of homeless services Stop. wouldn't you love that job <laughs> what do you do all day long? and now she's just i, I don't know send them to cape cod <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what is, I've never experienced anything like this before. Who goes homeless in Martha's Vineyard? Like, how oh, Hunter doesn't have a bungalow to crash in. Can you relocate him? <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking him this time. Uh, <laughs> well, we know what happens when you go homeless in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. You get sent to Cape Cod. <laughs> Immediately. Ah! You show up and you're out. But with, all right. So, like, on a substantive level, right? Like, if you really break this down. Okay, yesterday it was, you know, if we're going to talk about hypocrisy, it was inhumane. To relocate migrants. Right. And again, that was being said with no regard for the fact that Biden has been shipping migrants like they were Amazon packages. Like you get you get like a text. <laughs> Your right. migrant is out for delivery. <laughs> it was last tracked in Florida. He's been shipping migrants everywhere for a year and a half. Yeah. So the fact that they were doing this, and this is like, you know, where I get I get a little worked up, Chadwick Moore, is that, you know, in theory, okay, the difference between Biden relocating them. And DeSantis or Abbott relocating them is Biden is relocating them so he doesn't have to deal with the problem. He doesn't want the optics of an overcrowded border facility. These guys are actually relocating them. So to draw attention to the fact that we got a real problem. Right. So there's no way you can tell me they're the bad guys. Well, of course we can tell you that because that's what we say. We're the media, and yeah, we're comparing yeah. them now to mm-hmm. what was it? Someone on CNN like compared it to Nazi Germany. Or yeah, something? he's like, I'm not drawing a parallel. I'm just saying the I'm, themes are the same. I'm not drawing a parallel. I'm just saying. So is he it's- back on the air today? Because now they're going to a military camp. Which, right. if we're going to talk about themes, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Chadwick Moore is here giving me some radio reparations because he stole the final exam from me. What mug did you get? You got a Fauci mug? I got this, the Lord Fauci mug. I know how badly you wanted that. Jimmy, I'm really, I know how badly you wanted it. The best, but you didn't get it. The best part of the whole segment was not you stealing the game from me, which is fine. I, my job on that show, and it's agreed upon, is I'm there to lose in an entertaining fashion. Oh, really? But, you know, that's that what, what I do. We laugh, we talk smack, we get yeah. I, it, everything. But, uh, you know, we'll obviously be happy to win get another mug for the collection uh-huh. but the funniest part of the whole thing is if you remember last week there was a sir jennifer lawrence interview where she was like i have not i have nightmares about tucker carlson <laughs> yeah and it's so funny to you as someone who does the show and talks to him first of all, he's like the most brilliant guy in the world second of all it's like the people that they keep projecting hate onto right we don't hate any of these like we think these people are hilarious oh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. uh-huh like we treat them with like the intellectual consideration of you know when a child is standing in the kitchen next to you but they tell you they're hiding yeah. Like that is the level of intellect <laughs> behind a lot of these policies. You can't hate these people. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so Tucker's Tucker said this before, I think on the air and he said it to me before. He's like it's so funny when people call me a racist because the only people I hate are white liberals. My own race. <laughs> it's like they're the only people. And Wait, so how is that? Do you want to know why do you want to know why they hate him for that? Because they hate themselves. You're like, right. how dare you hate me? Right. I hate me. Right. I fill up the tub every night on the Upper East Side in my penthouse and scream oh. into it. Ah! And that's the problem. Well, speaking of white liberals, you know, I risked my life coming here today because <laughs> I took the subway. Ooh. And I'm not talking about the crime. I'm talking about the fact that there's no more mask mandate <laughs> as of, like, two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was walking the other day, and it's September in New York, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's the most beautiful, perfect month in New York. It's the most mm-hmm. perfect weather. There are still people walking around outside with their masks on. Oh, yes, they are. By the young, healthy people. Dude, uh, you, you I don't spe- get what's behind it. Well, you specifically mentioned the subway. If you get on the subway, they're more mad at the guy without the mask yeah. than they are at the guy without the pants. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, New York, we're doing this wrong. They're this more is- mad about me breathing than the feces in the corner. Yeah. That's for, yeah. How dare you, Chadwick Moore? <laughs> Go back to Nashville. Wherever the hell right. you're from. Yeah. We're talking to Chadwick Moore in studio. <laughs> we're laughing about Martha's Vineyard. In theory... 
Uh, I tweeted this, so I don't want bonus credit for this. It's not like I just had an above-average observation while you were talking to me. But 50 unvaccinated people is the biggest flouting of COVID regulations since the famous Obama birthday party, where they (laughs) had 700 people in a tent at a time when, like, kids were learning via Zoom and they were telling you to wear a mask. Yeah. It became, obviously, at this point, uh, it's a branding exercise. The mask is on because it's a way of telling the other people, like, I'm not – we know that. Like, I'm not a conservative. You know, that's a bigger part. Because empathy on the left now is a brand and not a trait. What I mean by that is the brand is, you know, hate has no home here. We're a sanctuary city. But a trait would be, oh, there's migrants. I guess you can stay. Right. But no, no, no. That's the difference between a brand and a trait. A trait, they're not on a bus to Cape Cod right now. Right, yeah. A brand, get them out of here. <laughs> we have a wine tasting. I've got It's brunch tomorrow. I've got a yeah. $44 plate of eggs to eat. I don't yeah. want to see a mariachi band playing. Oh, the best memes yesterday were the um, the, the, mm-hmm. the memes of the, the In This House We Believe signs being replaced with the No Trespassing signs <laughs> outside the homes. Oh, it's so funny. It's so good. I can't I can't take it. Man. <laughs> I can't. But so like how does this cuz you know like say you go to a Broadway play, right? And uh I don't know maybe you're going to see like Chicago or something. Yeah. Like it's Jennifer Hudson's in it or something. But you get that little pamphlet that says like Jennifer Hudson's off today, the role of Roxy Sinclair will be played by, you know what I mean? Yeah. The Democrats are going to have to start putting out that playbill with Hitler. <laughs> because the role of Hitler like you don't get you never get the same Hitler now. It was like a Trump Hitler a week ago. We were fascist. Then yeah. it was like DeSantis is Hitler. Now I'm hearing Abbott is Hitler. Like we got yeah. like some Abbott Hitler. I don't know if we did a gremlin thing where we threw water on the gremlin and we cloned Hitler. You know what I mean? You know, if you get a gremlin wet, you get a lot of gremlins. Yeah. Uh, How do we wind yeah. up with all these Hitlers? And it's like at some point, isn't it kind of like denigrating to people who suffered under like an actual Hitler situation to compare well, being bust to the most luxurious vacation yeah. retreat in America as the Nazis. Well, that's the thing that ADL used to do. I thought used to do good work, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe over 10 years ago. And they would be the first ones to call out any kind of Hitler yeah. analogy to be like, you are real. This is no, you can't say this is yeah, really, yeah. you know, tarnishing the memory of the Holocaust and the horrors that happened. Totally silent now because mm-hmm. it's just Hitler, Hitler, Hitler everywhere you turn. Mm-hmm. Where's the ADL? <laughs> you know, that's what I, I've, I've been wondering. Um, but there, there is a there's a, a supreme shortage of hate in Hitler, <laughs> uh, according to the left, because they keep uh, drumming up such a need for it. They have some the, the they, demand they does outweigh the supply. They have Hitler, Hitler light. Now they have. I can't believe it's not Hitler. I can't believe it's <laughs> <laughs> like a, you can tell, wow, this is weird. I mean, because it seems the themes are there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's like I really I always say, right, I think like we're living in the death of shame. Like people don't know shame. Like, yeah. like I'll give you a good example. The Kamala quote at the beginning of the week, which started the border debate, which was to Chuck Todd, you know, the border secure. Yeah. And even Chuck Todd is as big of a shill as there is in media. Gave her a second chance. Yeah. It was like, all right, listen, girlfriend, two million people are going to cross the border. You know I don't want to ask a follow-up question, but I can't just say that. And her yeah. response was, well, it's secure in that it's a priority for us to secure it. Right. Which, you know what I mean? It, it, it was a priority for me uh, when I was in ninth grade. I really liked Cindy Crawford. She was in a Pepsi commercial. Mm-hmm. It was a priority for me to bang Cindy Crawford. Right. right. That doesn't mean <laughs> I secured the deal. You right. dig? Yeah. That was just the thing, you know. But that's where I say we're like living in the death of shame. And that was the that was lead off because that was Sunday. But then we had the James Taylor thing. Where they got on the lawn and celebrated an inflation reduction bill that drives up inflation. So this is what I want to ask. Do you think there was like a calculated decision? Like they sat down like a week ago and they were like, all right, you know, we're two months from the midterms. 
you know, we're not really polling well. Nothing's really working. And someone jokingly was like, no, no, let's tell him it is working. And everybody was like, get him out of here. He's a clown. And then somebody else was like, no, no, no. What if we what if we actually tell him it's working? Because I think I think they made a decision. Oh, yeah. Because how do you get on the White House lawn on the day that, by the way, the market is down twelve hundred points? Yeah. He's like, we're changing people's lives. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you are because none of them were selling their body on OnlyFans an hour ago. Yeah. But you've changed their lives. <laughs> Some of them were planning to retire. Now they're not. You're changing their lives. You now know the what I IRS mean? IRS is coming after OnlyFans. <laughs> So how bad is that? Then we're going to be yeah. auditing all these single moms selling booty shots. Well, this is what it always comes down to is, is are they stupid or do they think we're stupid? Are they stupid or are they, are they sinister in, in basically in everything they do? Yeah. And you and I have kind of talked about this off the mm-hmm. air. I think before the final exam thing, we had this, gotten this conversation. I, I always go back and forth, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And with, it's hard to believe – I, I don't know. If you they see, are stupid, to, if they are to, pure evil. To say yeah. – this is what it is. To say the border is secure, to say that like the inflation bill's helping, okay, it would be sociopathic if they meant it. I don't think they mean it. Like I right. want to give them cr- enough like store credit as human beings to know they're intellectually far enough along to realize this is just a strategic lie. But are they stupid enough to think that this is a good – See, what I'm scared of, and I mean this, is – I don't want to admit to myself that they're just sociopaths. Like, I know we're governed yeah. by incompetent people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd feel better at night knowing they were strategically lying as opposed to stupid enough to believe, like, the inflation bills go to the border secure. The border's No, no, secure. they don't believe any of that stuff. But, but, that, but that, they believe that we're going to believe it. Yeah, is that what it is? So they, the, I don't know. The, I, the, yeah. the crux is we're stupid. Yeah. Is that right, what it is? Right. Uh, so uh, me, the guy who got every question right on final exam, only to yeah, lose. only to lose. I'm the stupid one. Right. Which, yeah. By the way, how does that square? <laughs> I don't mean to sound like a guy who won't let go of this, but my audience, there's a lot of clips from the audience. I mean, here, I've got all kinds of voicemails. Hold on. You ought to be ashamed of you. <laughs> that was one we got right after the show. There was another one. Don't you, you have any respect for yourself? They're Rest talking to you. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad with more. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, it was just such great fun. I, lo- I, I, love, great. I love competing with you, but this is not a fair fight. Not you and me, but this the actual intellectual battle over Martha's Vineyard. Because what happened is every – and this is like – we live in such like a transactional time. Yeah. And it's so fascinating to see how quickly they'll distance themselves from positions they dug in on. Like, yeah. you know, for instance, yesterday relocating people was inhumane. Today they've been relocated. Yeah. The argument's going to change to, well, they're relocated because there's more resources. No, yeah. there's not. Nobody has more resources than Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. But I always talk about this with trans rights, okay, uh-huh. is a point I was making on Gutfeld like last week, is some, as someone on the right, you know, Caitlyn Jenner's been on the show. She's a contributor here. When she first got on the cover of Vanity Fair, the left was like, she's beautiful, and anyone who criticizes this is a monster. Here is a Courage Award, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. And then a week later, she was like, by the way, I vote Republican. And they were like, <laughs> get the f*** out of here, you turf whore. Get out of here. We liked Bruce better. Yeah. They deadnamed her. They dead, isn't that a term? They deadnamed her. Yeah. My girl, Kayla Jenner. She's yeah. a pilot. She's a hero. <laughs> Done. And she was the belle of the ball. She got an ESPN Courage Award, uh-huh. and they now live as if she never happened. Yeah. It's like we're living today as if they never said yesterday you can't bust people somewhere else. Exactly. And that's the part that's so fascinating, like back to the whole death of shame thing. Right. 
there is a generation of people in elected office who are bereft of shame. Think about like AOC is a good example. Do you remember when she cried at the chain link fences because of the kids in cages? Uh-huh. Yeah. My, my favorite part of that whole story is not even the fraud of her. It's when the New York Times ran the picture and the AP was like, oh, those cages are from Obama, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was the best part. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is. <laughs> That whole period, okay, the kids in cages that were worth shutting the government down over, uh-huh. okay, under Biden, you wound up with f- over 560% more kids in cages. Yeah. But it wasn't an issue anymore. Yeah. It's like we forgot that we were ever crying and shutting down the government over the, like, the handful of kids. Yeah. It's so weird and shamelessly transactional. Well, even just the argument that we should have a secure border to begin with, because they weren't saying this a couple years ago. It was open borders. This country's for everyone. Come on in. Yeah. And now it's like, no, even though the border's not secure, <laughs> they're pretending like it should be and it's a priority and they're doing that. Mm-hmm. When just under Trump, they were like, it was no borders was the policy. <laughs> you know? We should be building bridges. <laughs> yeah, bridges, not, not walls. walls. Yeah, yeah, oh exactly. Oh, my gosh. And then they passed an infrastructure that built no bridges but gave away child care. Yeah. Like, this is a mess. But is it just the people who listen to them? They're not like us. They just fall. They're cats with a laser. They just fall the dot. Wherever That's they want so them to true. look, they're just, yes, you know, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's just up a political, all the time. You figured it out. Yeah. I was trying to diagnose them. I was yeah. like, is it sociopathic? Is it strategic? You just said it. It's a laser pointer. It's a laser and pointer. And they like the laser pointer. They love it. Oh, my gosh. They love it. Chadwick Moore. <laughs> I mean, this was everything I thought it would be, and we did it anyway. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're the best. Take your fraudulent coffee mug and get out of here. I love that mug. Back after this. <laughs> a show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. Got a minute left to go in the hour, but if anybody can handle it, it is our senior correspondent to the Lake of the Ozarks, CJ, on the phone. Yo, CJ! Yo, how's it going? My man, we're racing the clock on this one, but I I needed to get you in. The American people need to hear your voice. How is the show going that you're developing out there in the Ozarks? It's actually going quite well, actually. I have uh, police departments are finally coming together and stuff. We're starting to shoot probably next week, hopefully. Oh, get out of town. That's a big win, man. I'm I'm, I'm pumped up about this, man. Um, do you got a good staff? You said you hired an intern and everything? Well, I didn't hire him. He just kind of came in. He just came out of the blue. <laughs> you just, you're actually just welcoming people, not like Martha's Vineyard, where somebody shows up and they bus them to another state. Yeah, pretty much. Well, CJ, we that, need all the help we can get. Well, you that's why the Lake of the Ozarks is the greatest place in the world, and Martha's Vineyard is fake tolerant. Uh, I will take you and your boats and your beer any day of the week. Bring on the mullets and the fake breasts. CJ, well, uh, come on down whenever. I'll be back, my man. There he goes, the legendary CJ. Watch out for his show, Lake of the Ozarks. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people who find themselves plane wrecked on our island, I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. We are proud to be here for you, and we've got you. If the intention of those who perpetrated this horrendous act was to create a crisis, you have failed. (laughs) It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
the white woman, the white women, all of them, hooting and hollering up at Martha's Vineyard about tolerance and inclusion. Hate has no home here. All are welcome. Every single migrant that showed up to Martha's Vineyard yesterday has been thrown out today. Democrats are so full of crap. That is young Lincoln Fela. He will be joining us later in this hour to close the show. We're also going to be talking with Miranda Devine from the New York Post about what is pound for pound just the funniest political story of like the century because it exposes all of the garbage out of team tolerance. And to the credit of Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, and they do deserve credit, they have brought attention to a crisis, a crisis that is the leading cause of death for adults in America right now. They are not bad guys for putting migrants on buses and sending them to intolerant white liberal cities. That is not that's not being a bad guy. Being a bad guy is turning a blind eye towards a border that has incentivized the humanitarian crisis. Cartels are making a billion dollars. They're sexually assaulting 30 percent of the women who cross the border. OK, understand that in addition to sexual assaults, we have hundreds of migrants who have suffocated in the floorboards of tractor trailers and vans. We have entire families who have drowned in the Rio Grande. That's inhumane. Okay, if someone is drowning in a river, at no point will they say to their buddy, that's well, a good thing this isn't a bus trip. You know, really think about that, the way they try to redefine things, the way they try to reposition the argument to make the people trying to draw attention to the inhumane conditions at the border the actual bad guys. That's what they were doing yesterday in Martha's Vineyard. Okay, relocating people is inhumane is what it is. They said less than 24 hours after relocating the same people. (laughs) Listen to this Hillary Clinton clip from this morning. Hillary Clinton, who said a week ago she's not running and now has curiously been on every single late night show, morning show, afternoon show and evening show of the past two weeks. Why? Because deep down. She's conducting an exercise in image rehabilitation because she absolutely wants to run again because she knows Biden's not gonna. I agree with that. Okay, and once Biden is officially out of the way and there's nobody in her way in terms of taking a shot at this, I'm not saying she's going to get the nomination, but I'm going to say she's got all the energy in the world to give it a go. I don't feel no ways tired. But here's Hillary Clinton just a few hours ago, just a few hours ago, relocating migrants, according to her was human trafficking. And I don't take that statement lightly, okay? The Clintons know a lot about human trafficking. They hung out with Jeffrey Epstein for most of his adult life. I believe that together we can make America great again. That was the first voicemail he left Jeffrey Epstein. Here it is, clip 13. I think, Joe, you have uh, laid out the craziness of the time in which we're living, where some politicians would rather not only have an issue, but exacerbate it to the extent of literally human trafficking, as you said. And so many other Americans, I happen to believe still the majority of Americans, um, are good-hearted and generous. And when people end up on their doorstep in need, they're going to respond. They're going to feed them and house them. <laughs> they're going to feed them. They're going to house them. <laughs> They just bust them to a military base in Cape Cod, getting them off the island. Josh, can you play that opening clip again? Because I want you guys to understand how ridiculous this is. Martha's Vineyard has a big, giant sign 
Welcome to Martha's Vineyard. Hate has no home here. We believe black lives matter. All are welcome. I believe that was a typo, and they basically were saying a wall would be welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Because understand, less than 24 hours after this advocate got in front of the TV cameras and said, we got your back. They kicked them off the island. That's just how white folks will do you. Listen to this. To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people who find themselves plane wrecked on our island, I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. (laughs) We are proud to be here for you. And we've got you. If the intention of those who perpetrated this horrendous act was to create a crisis... You have failed. That was absolutely dreadful. I mean, really. (laughs) We have got your back. What a fraud. Got your back? Okay, they're looking at the back of the bus as it drags you off the island. Okay, that's what we're dealing with here. But you understand, the reason I enjoy this liberal hypocrisy and the fact that these Republican governors have shown the light on it that they have is because I am eternally hopeful That we might actually, oh, I don't know, address a problem that's killing Americans from every political persuasion. Fentanyl at the border kills more people than anything. More American adults between 18 and 45 die from fentanyl than anything in the country. And we do not talk about it. We're not talking about it right now. All we're talking about is that somebody's Hitler for putting these people on buses, but it can't be the Democrats that are putting them on buses. It's only Hitler when Republicans bus people. Democrats bus you out to a military base. No, no, that's not Hitler. Okay, but when Republicans put you on a bus, Hitler. Okay, understand. My hope is that we discuss fentanyl. My hope is that we discuss cartel violence. And the fact that I've delighted in calling these people frauds, yes, I think this is hilarious. Because Hillary Clinton, who said putting them on buses this morning was human trafficking, She's not on TV right now saying the people of Martha's Vineyard are a bunch of human traffickers for doing the very thing she just criticized because that's how shamelessly transactional liberal politics have become. I was for it yesterday. I am not for it today. And that's always been the case. Always been the case. What's the big thing the Democrats are yelling about right now? Well, when they overturn the Dobbs case, the Roe versus Wade, pretty soon they're going to come after gay marriage. Yeah, you know who'd be happy with them coming after gay marriage? This guy. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? So uh, I guess we have some issues. (laughs) Now we have no issues. That was Joe Biden's position on gay marriage until it wasn't. And then they came around and supported gay marriage. They're just shamelessly. And fine. That's great. Let have gay marriage. I don't care. Anybody crazy enough to get married. Go let them let them have it. I'm kidding, Jenny. I love you the best. But the point is, it's always there is no principle to their side of the argument. Yesterday, you were Hitler. If you put migrants on a bus today, you're some kind of a hero. Okay, they're always abandoning principle. And by the way, nobody's going after gay marriage. I was just trying to highlight the fact that they are completely unmoored to anything. Let me give you more, okay, because this is fantastic. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre telling you that these people deserve better than Martha's Vineyard, which I got to be honest with you, that's incredible to me. 
Okay, I don't know anybody could get better than Martha's Vineyard. It's the richest enclave in America. Here it is, clip nine. They deserve better than being left on the streets of D.C. or being left in Martha's Vineyard. They deserve, deserve a lot better than that. They deserve a lot better than that. That's what they, that's what's going on. Are you stupid or something? Come on, man. You know what they deserve better than Corrine Jean-Pierre? Drowning in a river, suffocating in a tractor trailer, getting raped by some cartel thug dirtbag who's trafficking women in and out of the country. That's what they deserve better than. An air-conditioned bus ride to Martha's Vineyard. I got to be honest. Sounds fabulous. Martha's Vineyard's great. As long as you don't get stuck talking to all those wild liberals. They're crazy. They're completely insane. Because again and again and again, you need to understand, for the left, empathy. Empathy is a brand. It is a brand and not a trait. What I mean by that is it looks good on your Twitter resume. It looks good on your political resume to say, hey, I care. But that's not actually doing anything. Empathy as a trait is actually physically helping the people in need. Are the Democrats helping the people in need at the border? The answer would be no. Understand, okay, we have broken a record for illegal border crossings every month of this administration. Biden sucks. Okay, every month of this administration, since the guy got into office, we have set a new record. If you remember, five months into his administration... He spoke about the issue and said, well, it's seasonal. It's just because of the weather. There's a lot of people coming right now. It's seasonal. But it's gone up every single month since then as the seasons changed. They never discussed the issue. Fentanyl leading cause of death for adults in America, still not being discussed. Not even right now. They don't care. They don't care about people. That's not empathy as a trait. It's empathy as a brand. Empathy is a trait. They don't care. Okay, if they cared about these... 50 migrants that I would imagine some gravitational pull would force them to care about the other 2 million migrants that they've never batted an eye at, okay, that would maybe make them think, oh, Martha's Vineyard, this rich white enclave has 50 migrants. They don't want Mexicans there. They don't want Venezuelans there. Are you crazy? Can't imagine how mad they were when Obama moved in, okay? But understand, they have gone nuclear, nuclear, over migrants showing up in their town, the most affluent town in the world. 50 migrants show up. We can't do it. We don't have the resources. Eric, here's a clip. This is fascinating. Okay. But understand, they're fine with those migrants showing up to Eagle Pass, Laredo, McAllen. They don't care. You show up there, overwhelm their resources. Okay. Blow out the whole town. Whatever you want to do. Drug problems, crime, anything. in We don't care. Just come on down. Bring the cartels. It'll be great. But if you show up to the old white enclave of Martha's Vineyard, then we got a real problem. Here it is, though. Listen to this, okay? This is Lisa Bell Castro, okay, another woman who got on TV yesterday in the all-welcoming Martha's Vineyard and flat out said, no, but we don't actually have room for these people. Not here. Clip 15. The difficult challenges are... Uh we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. <laughs> You're not telling me the truth. 
they have enough housing for 6 million people. You understand, these are the biggest, richest oceanfront mansions in the world. Okay, owned by all the people who tell you the ocean sea levels are rising and they're going to drown all of us, they said, as they built a $12 million oceanfront mansion. These people are completely full of And it was Ron DeSantis who called it out the best. Here's clip 11. We are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And, yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening and it just shows you you know their virtue signaling is a fraud the force is strong with this one the force is so strong and he's not afraid to fly into the liberal storm of hypocrisy because you understand they don't care about people if you care about migrants you're talking about the people suffocating in the tractor trailers not the people being bused in an air-conditioned setting to Martha's Vineyard. If you care about migrants, you're talking about the women getting assaulted. You're talking about the people driving in the river. Are Democrats talking about any of those people right now? The answer would be no. Maybe even the fentanyl? The answer would be no. Nope, but you know what they are going to be talking about? Fundraising. Okay, by the end of the day today, as these migrants have settled down in the military base because they've been deported from Martha's Vineyard, they'll send a letter to every single member of the base saying, Ron DeSantis hates brown people. We need to stop this white supremacy. Here's a link to donate. Pay up, suckers. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Some 
It is Fox Across America running that song parody into the ground. Why? Because all, all of the migrants that got sent up to Martha's Vineyard have been sent somewhere else. Oh, my goodness gracious. It is the funniest thing in the world. All are welcome here in Martha's Vineyard. They really did mean wall is welcome. They didn't want, didn't want them. All that sanctuary city garbage. And listen, man, I hone in on stuff like this. We're going to be talking with Miranda Devine in the next break about a lot of this and a lot of chicanery going on at Facebook and the FBI. Because you got to understand, man, I don't come at this as a Republican. I come at it as a human. The border, it's the biggest issue. You can tell me it's the economy and inflation's at a 40-year high, but the border is actually killing people. Okay, it's getting people killed. It's the leading cause of death in this country is fentanyl. I say it every day because I have a kid. My kid's coming up. He'll be here to close the show today. They got a big football game, Clark Rams against Cold Spring Harbor. We don't even know what their mask I'll ask Lincoln when he gets on here. But the point is, as someone who cares, who is trying to use this platform for good, it drives me crazy that the people actually running this country don't mind using it for bad. And that's exactly what they're doing by leaving the border open. And the only time they're even addressing illegal immigration is when they show up to their beachfront vacation spots. That's all. You know, if the migrants could have waited a month where everybody went back to their regular homes for the winter, they could have been hanging out all year, would have had all the mansions to themselves. But no, timing's everything, folks. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be wrapping the show today with George from Queens, Lincoln Fallon. The Snuggle Bear is going to be joining us to preview the game between the Clark Rams and the Cold Spring Harbor. I don't even know what they're called. But the point is, Link Man's got a big game, and you need a little escapism. It's been a heavy news week. We had that fraud on the front lawn of the White House with the James Taylor concert and the Inflation Reduction Act, and now we've got all this ridiculousness up in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, few things I've covered in politics have made me laugh harder than the fact that every one of those tolerant sanctuary city liberals just packed up a bus and kicked out all the migrants. I mean, that's amazing. They were telling us yesterday, you can't relocate these people. It's human trafficking. This is terrible. How dare you don't do that stuff? That's what they told us yesterday. Today, they stopped talking to us, told the migrants to get out of town. Hillary Clinton might understand why. Hillary Clinton told Morning Joe this morning, the problem is high school kids were going to be forced out of class, high school Spanish students, to translate. Now, I want you to hear this clip, and I'll translate it for you. Here it is, clip 14. They're going to respond. They're going to feed them and house them, and the kids in the AP Spanish class are going to be let out of high school so they could go and translate. You know, that's the kind of American spirit that we try to celebrate at the Clinton Global Initiative. Let's roll up our sleeves and get things done. You're the lowest form of life on earth. I mean, really? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Promoting the Clinton Global Initiative, something that was absolutely a pay-to-play scheme, in that the minute she stopped running for office, they shut down the operation meaning she would always create the appearance that she was going to be involved in the upper echelons of government because then she could travel around the world claiming to be a charity and saying, please give us money. Have you ever seen the reports on the money they give out? What percentage of the money are they giving out? Is it higher than 5%? The answer would be no. But there she is again, shilling 
on the plight of these migrants. Oh, they got it bad up in Massachusetts. Please give us money. This is what we promoted the Clinton Global Initiative. I really think about that. But understand what's even funnier is she's trying to say, oh, the community's going to rally. They're going to come together to support these people. <laughs> Yo, they just kick them out. They just kick them out. But bigger than that, what is she saying? High school kids are going to be let out of Spanish class to translate. Why would they have to let the, Sp- the high school kids out of Spanish class to translate? Because tolerant and inclusive diversity is our strength. Martha's Vineyard doesn't have any adults who speak Spanish. Oh, wow. That is the funniest thing in the world. Diversity is our strength. We're a sanctuary. Josh, could you play me that call for one more time just so I can laugh? To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people who find themselves plane wrecked on our island, I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. We are proud to be here for you. And we've got you. If the intention of those who perpetrated this horrendous act was to create a crisis, you have failed. (laughs) (laughs) What a loser. I mean, really think about that. You've, You've created a crisis. You have failed. This is total crap. They just threw them off the island. We have your back. No, you don't. You threw him off the island. That was performative outrage by a white woman. That's all empathy is in the modern Democratic Party. That's all the modern Democratic Party is, is rich white people claiming they care about minorities, picking battles minorities never asked for. I just I want you to know this. Black people did not want to defund the police. They were not running around saying defund the police. Any black person who called into the show, any black person on the show, I work with 300 black people in a taxi garage downtown for most of my adult life. They recognize we need the cops. Okay, but white liberals saw that as a branding exercise. Hey, we're looking out for the black community, so we're just going to... Get rid of the cops and let the criminals run wild. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It is weapons grade stupid, but it's a brand. Empathy is a brand to the left. We say we care, and it looks good. They feel good. That woman felt great saying, we've got your back. We're going to take care of you. As they literally got thrown off of the island less than 24 hours later, we're living in a death of shame. Empathy to the left is a brand. Hey, we say the right things. Empathy to the right is a trait. We do the right things. We secure the border. We bring our kids on to talk about high school football. That's what we're doing next. Lincoln Fela, George from Queens, stops by to preview the biggest betting event of my weekend when we come back on Fox Across America. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And that song can only mean one thing. The Red Hot 1-0 Clark Rams. Got a big matchup coming up tomorrow against Cold Spring Harbor. Joining us now to discuss it, the Snuggle Bear himself, 
George from Queens, Lincoln Fela is here. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Do you, uh, let me ask you this, on the line of scrimmage, do you intimidate the other team and ask them if they want a hug from the snuggle bear? No, but I'll stare down the other team's sidelines before I go in. <laughs> no, but that would, like, I'm just thinking about that. That might really unnerve me. If, like, I was lining up across from you and you're like, hey, do you want to snuggle with the snuggle bear? <laughs> that might be a new tactic for tomorrow to go with all your other dirty tactics. So, first of all, congratulations on the win. The listeners are fired up. How did the, uh, how did the Rams look in practice this week? Uh, they looked good. Uh, the coaches got mad at a couple mistakes, but that happens every week. Was but. there any like wild victory party that you're not supposed to be talking about on the air? No, but the bus ride back, everyone goes crazy. We have speakers and stuff. So. How much profanity? Uh, it's just you and me. Nobody's listening. <laughs> no, not really the players, just the music they're playing. Oh, okay, just kind of like yeah. rocking out. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's cool. The Giants did that when the Giants won on Sunday because they never win the home opener. Did you see their coach, their fat oh, yeah. coach was dancing? Oh, yeah, Mike Tomlin always goes in uh, the locker room. But Mike Tomlin team. has like swag. The Giants oh, yeah. coach looks like a fat guy drunk at a wedding. Yeah. Looks, like, looks like a fireman in his brother's wedding party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but a big one, uh, Lincoln Fela in studio. It is a Friday. George from Queens and the mighty Clark Rams taking on Cold Spring Harbor. What do we know about Cold Spring Harbor tomorrow? Uh, nice town. Yeah, apparently uh, they have one quarterback that throws righty, one quarterback that throws lefty. They're in every other drive. Oh, so they, like, switch it up? Yeah, every other drive. All right, so that's like designed to give you a different look. But usually what they say, Lincoln, this goes back to college football, is they say when you have two quarterbacks, it's because you don't have one, meaning yeah. they don't have one dominant guy that can carry the team, so they got to resort to gimmick. You plan B, plan A, you didn't care about it enough. Yeah, that's there you go. So, I no, I like that. I, I like that in life. Mommy always tells me that about our marriage. Mm. <laughs> like, what do you mean, Jenny? It's just Tinder. It's just an app. I'm on here for fun. I kid. Um Cold Spring Harbor is kind of a nice town. Are these like snotty rich kids that aren't going to take a pop in the face? Well, apparently, that, well, that's what the coaches were saying. They're like, yeah, they're definitely not conditioning as much as us. They're definitely not hitting as hard. As they don't us. want it as bad. Yeah, right? we're going to take them out of the game in the first quarter. So you're telling me this is a soft team? They really only have one good player, and we're going to try and take him out by the second. <laughs> no, hold on, you can't like. No, not illegally, but we're going to like rough him up. Yeah. Okay, because you can't like put him. a bounty on somebody's head. This makes me look bad. This is the Fox News Network. We're going to catch hell for this. Lincoln fail. Clean it up. Some, can we can we dump that in the studio, Josh? Is there a way to do that? Can we can we work it out? Uh, so the Rams want to know. It is is this a home game, by the way? No. Oh man, that means I got to get home early tonight. <laughs> I can't stay out late tonight. Like that Monday game was nice. It was like right after work, but I got to get up on a Saturday morning. This is like when we drag ourselves to church well, on Sunday. We have to. Uh, what We have to be there by nine in the morning. Okay. And what do you got uh, after school today? A little Friday night pasta party. Yeah. What is the prep? What goes on at a pasta party? Is it really just we, pasta? Well, or? We really did one last year at the firehouse. There, there really was only one because of like COVID and dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but in this Lots one, it's of like food and just hanging out, having a good time. There's not like an, a sacrifice ritual or anything where I'm gonna not get. That I know. Of. I'm not. It's not like that movie, The Program, where they lay down in the middle of the road or anything like that. Yeah. Well, the last time you were on was Monday. You did kind of guarantee victory, uh, and you guys got it done. You came through in a big way. That was a 32-22 final. Uh, we won't name names, but there were some members of the opposing team staff that were pretty vocal on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Have you ever played against a, uh, a staff that had that much to say? Not that I can remember. <laughs> it's like two people were screaming, yelling at the fans. Youth sports are not like Lincoln. When I played youth sports, for real, half of the parents were just hammered. 
Like the moms, like, you know, you know, the moms, you don't play soccer, but at every travel soccer game, every one of those moms drinking a thermos at two in the afternoon is not drinking coffee. Yeah. You know, they try to disguise it like it's their morning coffee, but they're blasted. They're yelling at the refs. They're screaming at their wives. They're hammered. Uh, did mommy take 100 pictures of you after the game? Uh, I made sure we got like two in and then I got on the bus. So yeah. I wasn't going to sit there forever. You had a lot of Fox News fans on the visiting team the other day. They were all like, "Yeah, watch you on Gutfield." That's you know? that's good to know. Your opposing team is uh, your. Uh, I know what a bunch of sellouts. Yeah. Like, can I tell you something? If I recognize like someone from TV on uh, on your opponent's team, I'm not saying a word to the guy. Yeah. I might even like pop him with a sneaky forearm in the parking lot. People are going soft, aren't they? Fox News, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Give me a high school update. How's week number two technically treating you? Fine. It's just like you just kind of get through the classes and then you have practice. So it's uh, just kind of a whirlwind. Yeah. Any chicks? No. Any dudes? No. Any? Everyone's like, everyone's just so quiet. They just kind of do their own thing, pretty much. Meaning in freshman year? Yeah. Is it because you're still like the other people in the hallways? You just kind of do your own thing. Say hi to your friends if you see them. But, but like, you're kind of like getting a feel for for the place, right? Yeah. By, like, sophomore year, it'll be different. And everybody's also up at, like, they've been up since, like, 6.30, so no one's in a good mood in the beginning of the day. <laughs> Yo, kids your age, Lincoln, are the worst kids ever at waking up. Do you know? And what's weird about it is? I read the study. Yeah, no, you have a <laughs> Don't mock me. Don't mock the champ. Mm. But you have. You dig? <laughs> Lincoln's been adding, like, little mannerisms he catches me saying on TV and stuff. So this, he just, this week you were texting your mom and you said what? Uh, like I added another one, you dig? Yeah. <laughs> so Jenny's like, now Jenny's talking like me. I don't, you don't realize, like, cause I, Lincoln, I'm not really that smart of a guy. So most of the things coming out of my mouth really are sports cliches. Like a walk's as good as a hit. D- defense wins championships. <laughs> you know, it's funny, by the way, I said that Monday on the show, like 31 times before you actually came on and made fun of me for it. And then everyone was just like laughing at me in the control room. Lincoln fail is in studio. Uh, my one child that I know of, he's got a big football game uh, tomorrow, the Clark Rams in Cold Spring Harbor, which is a fancy Long Island town, by the way. So I know how you guys are going to do. How are your Steelers going to do? They're taking on the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are favored by one point. The Bengals were favored by six and a half, and that was a crazy game. I knew my Steelers could pull through. I mean, I was waving that terrible towel. Listen, Lincoln deserves so much credit as a football fan. What were you doing? When the Bengals scored with no time on the clock, extra point wins the game, which is something you're going to kick 99.9% of the time with McPherson, best kicker in the NFL. What were you doing? Waving that terrible towel and it got blocked. And it got blocked. And then it went to overtime. Steelers punted. <laughs> now the Bengals are kicking like a 30-yarder with McPherson, best kicker in the NFL. High what were snap. You... Yep, but what were you doing? Waving the terrible towel. But you know, when you get on the field tomorrow, there's a metaphor in that. I kept telling you, man, that you just got to will it on the universe. You just got to keep going, man. You got to keep going. What I'm trying to say is if you guys don't cover the spread, I'm going to be homeless. You think I talk a lot about driving a taxi now? Imagine if I'm actually driving a taxi. Uh, What does the uh, victory celebration look like if you guys win? Uh, Well, we got a long bus ride back, so... uh... Lots of music. We got to make sure our teammates have the speaker charged. Like, there's this big speaker. <laughs> Do it's they bigger than yours? There's like this big speaker we bring on the bus. Uh huh. And we just blast music on it. Oh, does, and they uh, do they let you play it on the way there, or is the way there like intense? They'll, they'll let you play it on the way there. Do kids? Let me ask you this, because I did not play football in the smartphone era. 
Tell me you're not staring at your phones on the way there. No. You don't even bring your phones, right? Well, you can't, you can put on your own music and stuff if you have headphones. But. Okay. But uh, like um but is that is playing a football game a kid your age is that the longest your friends have gone without using a smartphone? Well, it's like 3 hour practices so yeah. probably. Do any of the kids have like withdrawal like any of the no. nerds who we like live no. online? We have no cuz anyone who's there right now wants to play enough to stay cuz of how hard the practices are sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you're kind of there just to say you're there, you're not going to stay. Yeah. But you're you're going hard, right? Didn't you have blowout Thursday last night? Yeah. So how many sprints did you run? Uh so we did 3 Three mm-hmm. straight blowouts, and then a double blowout, and then one more at the end, so six. Wow. But then there, all of them were individually besides for the doubles, just two in a row, which sucks. Uh, and those are like 100-yard sprints? 100 yards, jog, the end zone. 100-yard sprint, jog, 15 push-ups or 15 sit-ups. Oh, my gosh, but you get through them. Do yeah. you, are you, like, cursing your coach in your head the whole time or no? No. You're actually a good sport about it. I'm try. I'm always just trying to make sure I'm not last or I'm not and I'm not walking. So I'm always <laughs> like in the middle of the people. I kind of finish where I start and try and get ahead of like as many people as I can. It's like a, it's a point of pride, fitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. I listen. I used to take it hard because I was fat. Like you're in shape. I hated running. Uh, I don't know if you remember the story, but Coach Sean Smith, who's the best, once cursed me out because he was my JV coach, and in JV. We went undefeated. But when I made it to the varsity team, he had moved up to be the varsity team. And we were running, and he was just, you know, belligerently cursing us out. You know, you guys were two and four last year. You got to work harder. And I was like, Coach, I went undefeated. And he goes, Well, you're two and four now, fat boy. You made that quote your wallpaper. You took it personally. <laughs> but I didn't get in shape. That's yeah. the difference. Could a coach say you're two and four fat boy now? No. No but, chance. But it, but did a coach say that? Is that how you got in such good shape? Because you're in such no. good shape. Well, no, because if a coach says that now, depending on the kids, sometimes they might just not care. Or they'll actually go and, like, tell their parents and complain to the school and get the guy fired. Now they're on, like, some Facebook mom's page saying this guy's a Nazi and he's got to get fired. Oh, yeah. Oh, Snookums, that's no way to live. Can we call you Snookums from the stands tomorrow? What do you think? Because here's the thing. Snookums sounds like you're soft. But what if you're, like, our just special needs crazy kid who's got superpowers and we call you Snookums and you kill people for mommy? Like, you know, in The Water Boy? You know, like, he just does it for his mom. You said something about my mama. Yeah. Are you going to do a Bobby Boucher on the field tomorrow? Uh <laughs> Bobby Boucher impression may be done on the field. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> what's the, the over under on Snuggle Bear references? Because if you ask an offensive tackle if he wants a hug from the Snuggle Bear, it's either going to really weird him out or get you a date. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good way to do this. Uh, Link, man, we're fired up, man. Good luck. Enjoy your pasta party tonight. Could you get some sleep? You've been up every night this week. Like, you this week, you're not like a high school football player. You've been like Lawrence Taylor on the Giants on cocaine, hanging out till 2 in the morning. Could you manage the game not, tonight? Not purposefully, but yeah. What's the final score prediction? Clark Rams what? Cold Spring Harbor, oh. Rich Kids what? We have a really good offense, so I might say... Coaches, our coaches always say we don't play to win by seven. We play to win forty-two nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to go with like maybe like thirty-seven twenty-one or something. Thir- like twenty-one. That. I don't want to hear that out of the defense. Can you well, trim no, that? Yeah, thirty-seven fourteen or something. about thirty-seven fourteen Rams. That I can dig. All right, Lincoln fail. Everybody's fired up.
Uh, congrats on the 1-0 start, but of course you're dead to me if you don't go 2-0. Uh, this show is over. Happy Friday, everybody. What a banner week. We'll be back on Monday. Got all kinds of wild TV chicanery, but I don't care what you do between now and then. Just go live your life. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. Oh, come on. Get him out of here. Get him out. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.